It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. So The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, There's Leslie. no e real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been totally that. verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign, they got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. All right, Sandy Rios with you. That's a, a blast from the past. That was President Donald Trump talking with correspondent Leslie Stahl. Uh, his patience was amazing. Uh, no, no, we don't know about that. We can't put that out. Well, you know that's false. They didn't spy on you. Well, of course, now we know, as of the last, just the last 48 hours, that absolutely they spied in spades in every way possible, that the Clinton team paid operatives. The details are just shocking. I'll just read this first part from you, for you from the Epoch Times. Special counsel John Durham's team alleged on February the 12th that a tech executive aligned with the Democratic Party was paid to spy on former President Donald Trump's residences and the White House when Trump was president. Lawyers for the Clinton campaign allegedly paid the technology executive to infiltrate servers at Trump Tower and the White House. Durham said in court filings in order to establish an inference and narrative to tie Trump to the Russian government. Durham's office made the claim as part of his investigation that had brought charges against Michael Sussman, a lawyer who had been work, working on behalf of the Democratic National Committee, and Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign who is currently charged with making a false statement to the FBI. Well, there is a ton of information about that. Uh, I want to just, I'm not going to, today, we're not going to talk about all of this, but I do want you to hear uh, what uh, uh, the former head of the DNI, President Trump, uh, nominated John Ratcliffe. And uh, John was on last night on Fox, and this is just a brief bit of his comments on what we have just found out. This is clip 12. That I've seen would uh, reflect uh, that there would be additional actions taken by John Durham. Um, you know, I, that clip that you played there, clip, uh, uh, Trey, I, I remember it well. You and I did uh, ask a lot of questions because we were convinced that there was FISA abuse. Um, and we were unfortunately right. And Jim Comey had to walk that back. And we saw the lawyer that uh, created those false applications plead guilty this week. 
And it's for that same reason that when I became DNI and I saw more intelligence, um, I became more convinced that there were more incidents like that as it related to the 2016 campaign. Without betraying any confidence, as I can tell you, I sat in a room uh, last July with John Durham and with Attorney General Barr, and we looked at intelligence, and we all uh, unanimously agreed that there was a problem there with respect to the FBI, that there wasn't a proper predicate to begin, much less continue, a counterintelligence investigation uh, against the Trump campaign. So I'd be surprised if this reporting is accurate, that there aren't going to be additional indictments. I would expect that. I think the intelligence uh, that I've seen reflects that. Um, uh, and I uh, certainly think that, uh, you know, once the investigation runs its course, um, that that's what will take place. I hope that where this investigation goes is that uh, that there are additional folks held accountable, not because I want to see folks go to prison, but because I want people to have faith and trust in the FBI and the Department of Justice. And increasingly, they don't. Um, you know, the, the American people have seen the text messages and the emails and the memos and the transcripts um, and the FISA applications. And they know this just isn't right. And, you know, you talked earlier about fairness and they see that this just wasn't fair. And if the FBI and the Department of Justice can't hold folks accountable for that, then we're going to have a problem down the road. Yeah, we have a problem. It's a good time to bring it out, isn't it? Because this Justice Department, of course, will for certain, certain hold Hillary Clinton and her campaign operatives and all of them responsible, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a good time to release it. We'll talk about this. <clears throat> I'm hoping to talk about this in greater depth tomorrow. Uh, so we have so many. This is like <laughs> i reminded of my husband said that his father used to say to him, uh, sometimes it was like putting... 10 pounds of sausage in a five-pound bag. That's what I feel like I'm doing this morning to you. We have like 10 pounds of sausage, and we got a five-pound bag. So I have really important news to tell you. I'm trying to tell you things that you might not hear. Other, I want you to help... I want to help you have an understanding, some basic understandings of these complex issues, and maybe give you some stuff you might not be hearing other places. Uh, we're hearing constantly, we have been for the last several weeks, that Russia is going to invade Ukraine. And when we talked to our Russian expert, personal friend of mine, Dave Satter, Dave was kind of skeptical. And so now we're learning more about this. And um, let me just say, we have every reason in the world to be skeptical. Let me just start with this. Nancy Pelosi was on with uh, George Stephanopoulos yesterday, and just listen to what she says in response to the question about whether Putin will invade Ukraine. Listen carefully, clip 14. Well, I think we have to be prepared for it, and, uh, and that is what the president is. Yes, I do believe that he is prepared for an invasion. I also understand why the president of Ukraine wants to keep people calm and, and uh, that he wants his economy not to suffer. But on the other hand, if we were not threatening the, uh, uh, the sanctions and the rest, it would guarantee that it, Putin would invade. Let's hope that the diplomacy works. It's about diplomacy deterrence. Diplomacy deterrence. And the president's made it very clear. There's a big price to pay for Russia to go there. So if Russia doesn't invade, it's not that he never intended to. It's just that the sanctions Are you convinced? So can you just... Now, because you become devious, because you know how this stuff works, can you not pick up on what she's saying? You know, yeah, they're, they're, the administration is saying, oh, Putin is definitely, definitely going to invade. He's pulling out, uh, you know, Americans telling them to leave, you know. I guess trying to clean up the mess of Afghanistan. Who knows? Um, and, you know, shaking, you know, the sabers rattling, making all this noise. Uh, meanwhile, Ukraine's saying, no, it, it doesn't look like that. 
but Putin has amassed troops. So uh, Nancy Pelosi has made it clear here that, well, they're not really sure that uh, that uh, Putin is going to invade. But if he doesn't, it's just because, you know, uh, the sanctions work, what, what Joe Biden did work. So they've got it both ways. Either he invades and they were right and they rushed to the defense of the Ukrainian people, kind of, but not really, not really giving them any help, just talk. Uh, or, or Putin doesn't invade, and it was because of the tough stand that Joe Biden took. Does anybody ever see Wag the Dog? It was a movie that came out during the Clinton era, and it was amazing. Uh, I think Dustin Hoffman played in it. But the whole idea was that this particular administration in the movie was in a terrible spot politically. Something was happening domestically, and their, their numbers were plummeting. And so they conjured up this war overseas where they would attack or be attacked in order to, um, you know, distract the American people and to get their numbers up because they would show force overseas. And the whole movie is about that. And that's what they did at the time. It was shocking. It was like, really, they don't do that, do they? They don't really, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. American leader wouldn't do that, would they? Well, of course, Bill Clinton absolutely did that. Like I think of the time that he bombed a Nigerian like pill factory when he was uh, getting ready to testify on Capitol Hill about Monica Lewinsky. Yes, of course, this is exactly what they're doing. They actually don't even care if they cost lives overseas or whatever they do or if they put people at jeopardy. They just It's all about winning politically for them in Washington, D.C. I think this is a big game. I think it is a big game. This is not a serious endeavor. And if you don't think that that's true, just listen. I, we didn't even play this last week, and I meant to. This is a back and forth between... Uh, Matt Lee of the AP and a State Department spokesman, uh, and I just want you to hear the skepticism in the State Department spokesman. We'll, we'll listen to just a little bit of it. Let's listen. Uh, okay, well, that's a, quite a mouthful there. Um, so you said actions such as these suggest otherwise, suggest meaning they, they suggest they're not interested in talks and they're going to go ahead with some kind of a... What action are you talking about? One, the actions I've just pointed to. Uh, the what fact action? The, the fact that Russia continues to engage uh, in disinformation well, uh, campaigns. You, know, you made an allegation that they might do that. Have they actually done it? Uh, what we know, Matt, is what we what I have just said that they have engaged in this activity, well, uh, in this planning well, activity. But, but let me let me because, because obviously this is not this is not the first time we've made uh, these reports public. You'll remember that just a few well, weeks I, ago. I'm sorry, you, made, made, made what report public? If you'll let me finish, I will okay. tell you what report we made okay. public. Uh, we told you a few weeks ago that we have information indicating Russia also has already prepositioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. So that, Matt, to your question, is an action that Russia has well, already taken. It's an action that you say that they have taken, but you have shown no evidence to, 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 to confirm that. And I'm going to get to the next question here, which is, what is the evidence that they... I mean, this is like crisis actors, really? This is like Alex Jones territory you're getting into now. Um, um, okay, what I'm going to stand up. Listen, this goes on and on. It goes on for six minutes. This is like Alex Jones territory, and that's the ultimate insult coming from a leftist reporter, Matt Lee of the AP. The AP questioning the Biden State Department spokesman saying that Russia was imminently going to invade Ukraine. I, You know, I just think this is theater, this is drama, and we are the audience. We are the audience, and we have to figure out which of these goofy characters we believe. 
It is just the most bizarre thing which we're living. Now, this is something true that I want to share with you that you might not hear other places. This is just interesting. This is because of some of my national security connections that I wouldn't have this. Um, Russia has a new conservative ideology to counter liberalism. Putin recently presented a new Russian manifesto in which he harshly critiques the West, especially progressives in the United States. I don't want to read just a little bit of this to you, okay? The entire thing is in the Jewish News Syndicate. Listen carefully. This is a speech by Vladimir Putin. The advocates of the so-called social progress believe they are introducing humanity to some kind of a new and better consciousness. Godspeed. Hoist the flags, as we say. Go right ahead. The only thing that I would want to say now is that their prescriptions are not new at all. It may come as a surprise to some people, but Russia has already been there. After the 1917 revolution, the Bolsheviks, relying on the dogmas of Marx and Engels, also said that they would exchange existing ways and customs, and not just political and economic ones, but the very notion of human morality and the foundations of a healthy society. The destruction of age-old values, religion, and relations between people up to and including the total rejections of family, we had that too. Encouragement to inform on loved ones, all this was proclaimed progress. And by the way, was widely supported around the world back then and was quite fashionable, same as today. By the way, the Bolsheviks were absolutely intolerant of opinions other than theirs. Again, this is Vladimir Putin in a speech that is published in full in the Jewish News Syndicate. He goes on to say, This, I believe, should call to mind some of what we are witnessing now. Looking at what is happening in a number of Western countries, we are amazed to see the domestic practices which we, fortunately, have left, I hope, in the distant past. The fight for equality and against discrimination has turned into aggressive dogmatism bordering on absurdity. When the works of the great authors of the past, such as Shakespeare, are no longer taught at schools or universities because their ideas are believed to be backward, the classics are declared backward and ignorant of the importance of gender or race. In Hollywood, memos are distributed about proper storytelling and how many characters of what color or gender should be in a movie. This is even worse than the agitprop, that's the, the uh, propaganda department of the Central Committee of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. Just let that soak in. Is that not absolutely amazing? Absolutely amazing. This is uh, Vladimir Putin who are there, you know, pinning. And he is, I'm not saying he's not an enemy. He's a very complex character. Never think that anything involving old Soviets or Russians is simple and is exactly what it looks like on the surface. But that just gives you another side to what's happening here. This really is so deep and dark, isn't it? Stay tuned. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. 
So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for Chuck Sams, director of the National Park Service. His agency manages all national parks, plus national monuments and other historical and recreational properties. Psalm 145.5 reminds us to take time and enjoy God's amazing creations. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. Right now with this in mind, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to guide Chuck Sams as he leads the National Park Service. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is the service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Get your 2022 prayer guide and make this the year of prayer. Available now at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. At Liberty University, we're proud to support those who serve and protect us every day, like first responders and past and present military members and their spouses. As thanks for your service, we offer special tuition rates and discounts. You'll also find deployment-friendly classes and degrees tailored to your specific interests and career goals. Learn how Liberty designs degrees just for you by texting DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. Retailers are packing up and leaving San Francisco faster than you can say rice a 17 Walgreens now closed, nearly every Gap store is gone, and CVS is not far behind. The reason is shoplifting. It's become an epidemic in San Francisco, in large part because of a change in the law. Nonviolent thefts are now considered to be misdemeanors if the stolen goods are worth less than $950. When that happened, well, it became open season on local stores. The most recent, a Walgreens, when a guy rode into the store on a bicycle and stole nearly everything on the shelves. City leaders say they are perplexed. They don't know how to fix the problem. Spoken like true liberals, here's what needs to happen. Change the law. Unleash the police. Impose jail time. Hard jail time for shoplifters. Otherwise, folks in San Francisco are going to have to drive to Sacramento to get their prescriptions refilled. I'm Todd Starnes. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Well, it's never been just a Canada issue. It's been hurting us in Michigan from day one. Every minute this goes on is lost wages. It's damage to our businesses. This is an illegal blockade. And while people have the right to protest, they don't have a right to illegally block the largest land border crossing in North America. Hundreds of millions of dollars a day are being lost. There are Michiganders who are hardworking, simply want to show up to their job, and they're out of work right now. This is having a huge impact, and we are pushing on the Canadian government to resolve this swiftly and safely because every minute this goes on is incredibly damaging to our economy and to our people. Well, that's the melodious voice of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. We haven't heard from her in a long time, thank goodness. Uh, but, you know, she's got to weigh in on the Canadian, uh, the, of course, the border crossing between 
Uh, Detroit and Windsor, Canada is the main thoroughfare for trade uh, between the United States and Canada. I think Canada, 75% of their trade comes is done between the U.S. and Canada and most of it at that crossing. So that's been a real issue. And by the way, the, the uh, they did clear that bridge. The Protesters uh, pretty peacefully backed away, but they're not stopping. And we're going to talk a lot more about that in a second. In fact, many, many, many more descended on Windsor, Canada, and other areas around the country. So it's not stopping. But that was Gretchen Whitmer, you know, weighing in. We know that the uh, the Biden administration has been um, leaning very heavily on Justin Trudeau, as though he needed to be leaned on, uh, to, to crack down uh, because it was hurting the car industry. And so, um, so that's that. But I want to kind of uh, go to something different because there's a lot of fight happening. Oh, by the way, I have to tell you, Michigan, you know, has borne the um, that the ooh, the duplicitous uh, wickedness of Gretchen Whitmer now for the last couple of years with this COVID and all the mandates and um, her sort of smarmy uh, platitudes that she delivers her people as she arrests them and. And as she herself breaks the, her own rules. Uh, so, but Michigan has really buckled down and fought back. In fact, Michigan moms have raised $39,000 to feed that convoy of truckers coming across that bridge, which is kind of cool. But I want to introduce another Michigander to you in just a second. But first, I want you to hear just a little excerpt of uh, the truckers and how they describe what they're doing. Oh, no, actually, no, that's not the uh, that's not the clip I want to play. The clip I want to play is Dr. Aaron Cariardi because he sort of laid the groundwork at this big, um, oh, the day after the pro-life march in D.C., there was a huge march against the mandates. I told you about it. We didn't actually give you a lot of audio from it because there wasn't a lot of audio available, but there is more now. And one of the leading uh, characters in this particular part of this big story we're all living through is Dr. Aaron Curriarty. He's the one who lost his job as a professor at a California university. He's a, a doctor, a professor of medicine. And I want you to hear him describe, at least in part, what's happened as a result of the mandates. Let's listen. Look to your left. Look to your right. Look in front of you and look behind you, my friends. You are not alone. Last August, I challenged the University of California's vaccine mandate in federal court. Three months later, the University of California fired me, where I had spent my entire career as a professor in the School of Medicine and director of the medical ethics program. But I'm not backing down. I continue to fight because there's a human right not enshrined in any constitution, and that is the right to truth. And no right has been more systematically trammeled in the last two years than this one. Our ruling class has seen in COVID an opportunity to revolutionize society. Recall, for example, how the phrase, the new normal, emerged almost immediately in the very few first weeks of the pandemic. The specter of asymptomatic spread, which never had any scientific basis, turned every fellow citizen into a potential threat to my existence. It would be hard to devise a better method to destroy the fabric of society and to divide us. We can't let this happen. We're done with this. People who are afraid of everyone, who are locked down, who are isolated for months or years behind screens are easier to control. A society grounded in social distancing 
is a contradiction. It's a kind of anti-society. The pandemic was then used as a pretext for expanding state powers beyond all previous limits. The threshold for what counts as a public health emergency was deliberately never de defined. So this state of emergency continues indefinitely with no end in sight. All right, so that's just part of the speech, but I, I just wanted you to hear that. Now, I kind of today I want to kind of remind you in several different ways why we must defund these mandates. I am fascinated, and we're going to go back to the trucker convoy because there's so much happening there, but what's happening here is what we have more control over. And I want to remind you that we are in a campaign to defund Biden's vax mandates. We have gotten millions and millions of responses, I think like 20 already. And we just started this last week. And if you would like to be a part of that, if you believe that we should defund Biden's vax mandate, Chip Roy is leading this, Mike Lee, uh, Ron Johnson, others in the Senate. Uh, and they're trying to get what they're trying to do is get other senators and congressmen to refuse to sign off on money to provide the ability to enforce these mandates. It's as simple as that. But, of course, Mitch McConnell's not all about it. Oh, no, 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 no. Kevin McCarthy's not about it because they might have to shut the government down if they can't get the right amount of votes. And we have no patience with that, none whatsoever. And so if you'd like to weigh in, this is a real simple way to do it. It's alignact.com, A-L-I-G-N-A-C-T, alignact.com. This is a new entity I've told you about. It's operated by friends. I know that it's a safe place that you can add your information without concern uh, and it's um, if you go to alignact.com, the top the top campaign is defund Biden's vax mandates. You just click on that, and it will tell you how to do that. And so become one of the 20 million, and let's just flood Congress with demands uh, where they're going to have to stop and look. Let me just say that Chip Roy over the weekend he's been fighting so hard on this. You know he's been on our show our show several times lately. He actually tweeted this. Great statement by just an American. I don't, I actually, we didn't pull this video. I wish we could have. It's like a, a guy from the West, and he's just plain spoken, and he talks about freedom. And he copies um, the following senators who have been dragging their feet, and that is uh, Leader McConnell, uh, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley. You know, actually, what I said is not true. Some of these guys are all over it. He's just letting them see this, but some of them are not doing anything. So you'll have to, I don't have time to break it down, but McConnell, Ted Cruz, Hawley, Mike Lee, Rand Paul, Ron Johnson, Tom Cotton, Marsha Blackburn is silent on this stuff. John Cornyn, John Kennedy, uh, Tommy Tuberville. It's going to be that great, you know, strong dude representing us in the Senate. What has he done? I'm just asking, what has he done? Marco Rubio, Senator Rick Scott, same thing. What has he done? Nothing. Senator Tim Scott, same thing. Cynthia Loomis, what has she done? Senator John Thune, nothing. Lindsey Graham, nothing. Steve Daines, nothing. Jim DeMint, he's not in office right now, but he's powerful. And so um, we're asking all of these guys, and Cliff uh, Chip is asking all of them to jump in and join us to stop these mandates. Where are they? Where are they? So go to defund Biden's next mandates at alignact.com, and you can bring some more pressure on them, and let's do it. All right, Tammy Clark is with us. Tammy's one of, with us before. She is just a dynamic uh, executive director for Stop Stand Up Michigan. Uh, and they have started a, something today that's completely different and so creative that I wanted her to join us this morning to talk about it. Tammy, sorry to make you wait so long. How are you this morning? 
No, that's fine. It's great to be with you again, Sandy, and great information. I wanted to mention Align Act, so I'm glad you did. Yep, yep, we're all over it, and uh, I'm glad you guys are too. So um, let's talk about what you guys are doing, though, because this you are actually advocating bringing lawsuits against people for causing harm. Explain that, would you please? Yes, that's right. Well, every single one of us as Americans in our own families, our schools, our businesses, every city, every family, every county, every state, every single one of us has been greatly harmed by these um, mandates that have resulted from the great scandal or the great pandemic uh, that the Democrats and the liberal left has used uh, COVID-19 as an excuse to implement these mandates designed to bring us closer to the implementation of the New World Order. It, we know we have the COVID, uh, the Fauci COVID-19 dossier. It's 205 pages, and it is loaded with facts and emails, documentation, and evidence going back 30 years of the crimes that have been committed against humanity. So now we are asking people to follow in Dr. David Martin's footsteps. He helped to put this uh uh, this dossier together, the Fauci dossier, together with Reiner Fulmick. If most people are aware, I'm sure many of your listeners are aware, that uh, grand jury trial is going on right now um, in the court of public opinion, and uh, it is a grand jury trial that is happening. Dr. David Martin is very much a part of that with Reiner Fulmick, and uh, they just released day two that you can listen to. It, if you have not heard that, it will it is jaw-dropping, it is exposing all of this, and it is something that people really need to listen to. So as we have worked with Dr. David Martin and the Constitutional Law Group, um, it's just kind of a combination of efforts of people who have been very much privy to the information, digging into the evidence, putting it together, and now collaborating to take what he's done at the federal and state levels and drive it down into every county in the United States to ensure that these uh, the accused in this document, uh, in the proposed indictment, are brought to justice. All right, but we need more detail. You know, it's a great yeah. idea, but what, what are you asking people to do? And, you know, because I'm sure people would love to do this. They would love to join on this, Tammy. Yeah. I'm one of them. Uh, but what are you asking them to do? Okay, so Dr. David Martin, very recently, within the past, criminal complaint charges to the United States Attorney General and to all 50 state attorneys general with the COVID Fauci dossier because it has all the evidence of the crimes that have been committed against humanity. So the accused, first of all, just to name a few, are Drs. Fauci, Barrick, Azar, uh, let's see, the FDA, the CDC, NIAID, Pfizer, Moderna. These are just a few. Um, and so we, with all the evidence contained within this dossier, we are asking people to now follow in his footsteps and do exactly what he did, going to your local county courthouse, to your local prosecutor's office, and simply submit the proposed indictment along with the evidence of the crimes committed. Because when a county prosecutor or a state prosecutor receives evidence of crimes committed within their jurisdiction, they are compelled legally to uh, initiate an investigation into those crimes. And uh, we do have standing to submit that evidence in our own counties because the crimes have been committed against us in every family, in every city, in every county. So this is called the St. Valentine's Day National Call to Action. And we are asking people today at 3 o'clock p.m. 
Eastern time, so it's going to be different across the country, to bring this document, go to U.S. or, or go to the, the website is constitutionallawgroup.us. And just right there, once you go to, to constitutionallawgroup.us, you will see the button that says, watch this video first. It's very big. And there you'll see uh, myself and Rick Martin explaining this, breaking it down very, very simply, and then walking you through the next steps. And we're asking people to go. We've been, we're asking people to sign up to get this uh, proposed indictment and go with your groups, go with a friend, go with a family member, go with a Bible study, and go to the steps of your county courthouse. There are thousands and thousands of people all across this country in all 3,133 counties in the United States that are doing this to bring these charges and to bring the evidence that is necessary to compel, legally compel an investigation. So if you can't get there today, I know this is this might be short uh, notice for some of your listeners who haven't heard it on other platforms. We've been really talking about this over the past week on a lot of national platforms, but if they have not heard and they can't make it today, that's okay. Still, we want you to print off the information and then send it registered mail, uh, certified receipt request, so that you know your county prosecutor received it. So the teeth of this and the beauty of this is that we are providing evidence, solid evidence, to our county prosecutor so legally they have a uh, responsibility to initiate a criminal investigation against the crimes that have been committed in their county. We are going to be watching them. And if they don't turn this information over to the county sheriff, as they're supposed to, and the county sheriff will then begin the initiation of the investigation, then we will go after their bonds and hold them accountable. So we are going to be watching, and this is a win-win for the people in many ways, because we are exposing these bad actors who have committed these crimes against humanity. This was intentional. We know it was intentional. We have all the evidence. They don't even need to do an investigation. It's already been done for them. But we're going to be watching to see what they do with it because there are a lot of prosecutors and a lot of sheriffs who have been derelict in their duties and they have not protected we the people. So we are going to, number one, get an investigation, expose this across the world. Number two, we are going to start to clean house with those who have violated their oaths of office and who are not doing their jobs, who are derelict in their duty. Tammy, um, you mentioned people whose names we are familiar with, you know, Dr. Fauci and some of the big players, but are you also talking yep. about local hospitals and local doctors, uh, the characters who have, you know, given, uh, you know, remdesivir? I'm just pulling this out one, just an example, giving remdesivir, yep. which we know is harmful. Are we talking about that kind of harm, vaccine injuries, uh, what are we? Are we? Is it local at yes. all, or is it just these big characters? Well, it, for right now, it's just these uh, that have acted nationally and globally. Uh, there will be lawsuits coming. There are already many lawsuits. I know in my state of Michigan, there have been a lot of lawsuits already that have been um, submitted with the evidence against, like local hospital systems, things like that. Um, but this right now is we're just keeping this focused on those who actually created this pandemic and utilized COVID-19 as an excuse, number one, to disrupt the election of 2020, to keep us home, keep us from voting. Therefore, they could do all the mail-in ballots, and it initiated a massive cheating scandal. And number two, to harm every one of us individually. So that's the angle that we're going at with this. Now, if people want to include, I know right here in the state of Michigan, there have been some that have written their own documents to include with it to uh, go after their local hospitals maybe some local doctors. Um, but this, we, we couldn't break down into that 
um, you know, focused of a local effort. So right now we're just going after those who are responsible for this pandemic in the beginning. Tammy, um, one thing you have to know is that the, the nation is now fragmented in terms of the information received. Yeah, even conservatives right. who are very concerned about COVID are getting, they're in different networks of information because we've been shut out from mainstream social right. media. So if people want to do a little homework on uh, Dr. David Martin and uh, Reiner Ful- Fulmick, what would you suggest? Where should they go? Well, I would suggest that they go to constitutionallawgroup.us because there is so much information contained on that site. They have been providing detailed information, working with these folks behind the scenes, with Dr. David Martin, with the information that Reiner Fulmick has presented to the International Crimes Court. All of that information is contained on that website. Maybe not on that welcome page where the big Valentine's Day event is all there, but get into the resources, get into the documents and the information because it's all there. There is so much information on that site. These folks have worked for the last 30 years free of charge to provide information to the American public to restore our republic, to take back our freedoms and liberties. And that begins with education. Most people today are not educated on our founding documents, on our Constitution, on our, our um, Bill of Rights and, and the Declaration of Independence. And so as American citizens, we all it's our job to be educated. If we don't know our rights, we don't have any rights. And so that's what Constitutional Law Group is doing. So there's just a wealth of information on that site for people to explore. Now, the other question kind of contradicts what you just said, and that is a lot of people listening, very busy, very busy lives, lots of things happening. Maybe there's illness, maybe, you know, struggling families. They don't necessarily have time to take on the information that I take on every day and that you take on also. So if they are, Mm -hmm. if they, rather than make this an, an overwhelming mountain that they might not be able to climb right now in their lives, uh, can they mm-hmm. do this thing? Can they do this uh, this Valentine's Day national call to action uh, to you know co- go to their courthouse and apply and do whatever they need to do? Can they do that without? They don't have to be spokesmen where they know all the details, do they? To, do they right. have to know all the facts yeah, to no. be able to do this? No, and we completely appreciate that and understand that. Um, it's very difficult for hardworking men and women, moms and dads, sometimes juggling two, three jobs just to keep the lights on. And we've all been very hurt financially by this uh, COVID you know, pandemic. So we've made it very, very simple. Just go to constitutionallawgroup.us. You can do that on your phone. You can do that on a laptop and watch the video. It's just a few minutes. It explains it. Then right underneath that, you just fill in your name and your email, and you will be emailed. You will be sent a document that's five pages long. It is the proposed indictment, and that's all you need to do is print that off and send that in to your county prosecuting office and initiate an investigation. That's all you need to do. You don't even need to sign it and get it notarized. If you want to file a formal charge, you can. Well, that helps. That that distills it so that I think people can understand and they can get more information if they want it. Uh, but constitutionallawgroup.us, constitutionallawgroup.us is the site. I want to also mention before we run out of time here, this is probably a, a, a companion action, but a complaint has been filed with the prosecutor of the International Criminal Court uh, by a team from the UK on behalf of the people. They are alleging crimes committed by the UK government officials, and international world leaders of various violations of the Nuremberg Code. 
crimes against humanity, war crimes, and crimes of aggression perpetrated against the people of the UK. And it's just amazing, the breakdown. It is obviously a companion uh, uh, action. It's uh, They're filing suit against Boris Johnson, uh, Bill Gates, Melinda Gates, uh, Anthony Fauci, uh, Klaus Schwab, Peter Daszak, and those are some familiar names I just pulled out. But if you'd like to get involved, and I think you should look into this, I'm going to do the same, constitutionallawgroup.us, Tammy Clark, I was stand at Michigan Pan Me. Thanks a lot. We appreciate your time. Sandy Rios in the morning, AFR Talk. It's no secret that pretty much every marriage can have discouraging moments. It's inevitable as you walk through life together. On the next Focus on the Family, Bob Lapine encourages couples to rediscover true love in an intentional, biblical, and cherishing way. That's next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Focus on the Family is heard each weekday morning at 5 o'clock Central on American Family Radio. Where did we get the idea that life in the womb is sacred? How about the notion that gender is predetermined at birth or marriage between a man and woman is best? These are biblical ideas, yet culture says we can replace God's Word with our desires. They're hot-button issues, but a bigger issue is who makes the rules? Me or God? We have free will to embrace God's Word or reject Him and suffer the consequences. What will you do? I'm Pastor John Miller. Visit me at churchontherock.org. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion, sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Mark described the Gadarean demoniac, the one who said, My name is Legion, for we are many, as living among the tombs, breaking free from shackles and chains, howling in the night, and cutting himself with stones. But Jesus cast the demons out of him, And when the townspeople saw him with Jesus, free, clothed and in his right mind, that is when they were afraid. If you've recently been freed by Jesus, don't be surprised if it makes your old friends uncomfortable. It's not you. It's them. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Hi, my name's Eric. And I'm Kendra. And we have been married a little over two years now. Honestly, I think the the most challenging part of our marriage so far, we're right in the middle of it. We're trying to have kids right now. I have a spinal cord injury, so that makes things a little more difficult. And um, I just am, am dealing with some issues with infertility. The difficulty is on my end. But it's our infertility. But it is our, yeah. Because we're right. one now. <laughs> and I, I think what's really helped us through this is keeping Jesus at the center of it all and knowing that anything that causes you to lean and depend on Jesus more is actually a blessing. Yes. It's heartening to, to know that I have someone who's she's on my team. Tune into By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Team Biden says Russia will initiate its latest invasion of Ukraine tomorrow. 
The good news is that's probably not true. The bad news is that by prearrangement with China's dictator Xi Jinping, the dictator misruling Russia, Vladimir Putin, will likely launch that attack next week once the genocide games in Beijing wrap up. It is in their mutual interest not to detract from that communist Chinese propaganda fest. The really bad news is that after the Chinese Communist Party has milked every ounce of international legitimacy and gold medals out of the Winter Olympics, it's likely to be game on. And not just for Russia and Ukraine. Once that happens, expect to see China piling on in Taiwan, possibly India, and or elsewhere. Iran and Israel going at it, and perhaps the Korean Peninsula hotting up too. Sound like World War III? This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. This is Canada. It's supposed to be a free country. I'm here to protest, you know. We have the right to protest. That's one thing. Now we've even been denied the places to protest. We went farther down and the police chased us away. I'm here for my freedom and it's not over till it's over. So we're told to stand on guard and that's what we're doing, standing firm. It's unreal. It would be nice to have a little bit more support from the police, but I guess it comes down to this. I think it's ridiculous. All this, our taxpayer dollars. Oh my goodness, you know? This is not what we put our tax money out for. All these police officers. And they're turning it into a communistic system, especially Trudeau and Ford. You can't help but notice, you know, the uh, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, um, takes a knee in solidarity with, uh, with, with other groups, radical groups, and... Um, and yeah, he doesn't even, he, he cowers, he cowers when we, we, the people are speaking. So yeah, it really doesn't reflect well on our, on our leaders. Ontario and a lot of Canadians are fed up with the mandates. They're fed up with the restrictions. And I think a lot of people just want to go back to living their lives. It's not so much about the mandate. It's all about people's opinions, people's rights, and people's free will. And that's what I'm here to support. It's come to the point where it's up to us people to do this. If they want to arrest me, I'm 83 years old. Go ahead, arrest me, you know? Because one thing is, our generation, our youth and everything, they should have a freedom. We shouldn't force them to get the jab and all those things, you know? I do think it's going to continue because, you know, there's a lot of people that really believe strongly in what's going on down here. Yeah, we just need to regroup. All right, so that's just a montage uh, of uh, uh, Canadian truckers and people standing there observing and trying to stand up for freedom, uh, and they're doing a great job of it. You know, I told you, tons of people poured into Ottawa as they were kind of breaking up the convoy on the bridge between Canada and, U- and the U.S., between Detroit and Windsor. Uh, they, the, the protesters are not standing down. They're just not. Uh, now, the, uh, um, the Ottawa uh, premier, whose name is Doug Ford, gave a speech on Friday. It was very interesting. Uh, The first part of his speech, he basically said in so many words that they would be dropping the mandates or they were looking to do that. But then he followed up with that with these incredible threats uh, to the the truckers. He declared a 42-hour state of emergency. He's threatening that they would seize the trucks, fines of $100,000 Canadian dollars, jail, a time of up to a year, suspension of commercial license, um, and uh, and then he goes on to talk about we cannot have people occupying cities, holding them hostage, holding millions and millions of people 
hostage to the occupiers, please go home. But of course, they're not holding anyone hostage. They're not preventing people in on uh, you know um, uh, in Ottawa or in Ontario from getting food or traveling around freely. Uh, there may be more congestion in the streets, but that, that's just not true. It's a twist on the truth. Uh, there was, by the way, the response of the Canadian people. A group of demonstrators surrounded Canada's Parliament in Ottawa, and they did a Jericho march on Friday, as you know what that is from the scripture. They marched around and prayed. And uh, there are so many different things. Uh, as a matter of fact, one story, Rebel News is really the free uh, news outlet in Canada, and the police prevented them from getting near where the where the bridge was to, to find out. So they were a little late reporting. I kept looking at them, wondering what was going on, but um, lots of things were going on. As a matter of fact, uh, the veterans, Canadian veterans, formed a line between the police and the truckers on Windsor Bridge at one point. Uh, there's just been uh, incredible stands. And one lady, this, this is hard to understand, but this is an Asian woman who is uh, at the bridge, uh, and she's, talk, she's talking to the policeman, and she begins to cry. Uh, she's, uh, she's from China, and you guys, you'll have to show me which clip that is because I can't quite read it. Uh, I think it's clip 17. If you can listen carefully, and I hope that you can understand what she's saying in her broken English. Let's listen. Freedom. She'd like some freedom. That's all she's asking for is freedom. I wonder, you know, how does it make you guys feel good? Gentlemen Square, 1989. So she's saying, uh, 1989, Tiananmen Square, I was there. Lots of people. And she's talking, of course, they were mowed down. Uh, They were standing for freedom. One girl stood in front of a tank just holding up a flower. And uh, we don't know how many people were killed that day, but we know lots of them disappeared and were killed because it was just hushed. And they were carrying, of course, a statue of the, uh, the Statue of Liberty. It just said, so she's crying. I came to Canada because of that. Remember Tiananmen Square, and she's saying this to the policeman. It's actually very, very moving. And so, um, and on the other hand, then Ontario, the provincial police uh, are going door to door. And one of the persons, the Canadian citizens, whose door was knocked at, recorded this interaction. Let's listen, clip 19. Sorry, since you're at my home, can I just get your name and your badge number, please? I have a card here. Okay. It's Erica Ingram. Thank you. And this is just some information about peaceful protests. That's all it is. Okay, so you saw something on my Facebook? No, on the Facebook group. Okay, and decided to come to my personal residence to... Give me information about peaceful protest? Yes. Okay, so are the Peterborough police... No, you're with OPP? Um, Are you guys now monitoring people's Facebook pages? Or Facebook groups to who comments as to what their um, 
uh, status updates are or what they're doing or so within the group? Just like because of the protests happening province-wide, yes, we have been monitoring the protests. Okay. okay. So there's a protest coming up. I'm simply providing you with information about a peaceful protest. And now I'm leaving. Oh, okay. That is all. So the Ontario Provincial Police are watching what people are doing on Facebook in different groups, whether or not they're commenting, participating, liking, and you guys are now doing service calls to give people information about peaceful protest. Yeah, it's just a proactive measure to make sure you understand your rights about peaceful protesting. I absolutely, I have Perfect. a copy of the Canadian Charter of Rights Excellent. and Freedoms, so, so I'm well within that and, and yeah. very understanding of that. Uh, so I appreciate that. I'm, okay. I'm hoping that uh, you guys aren't going to waste our tax dollars continuing to do this to everybody, but uh, now it's nice to know that uh, we're, we're being watched. So. If you have any questions, my cell phone number is on the card. Thank you. Okay. All right, so don't 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 get confused with the politeness on either of their parts, because what just happened was a policeman came to her door because of a Facebook post, and it is, however, smiley and okay, and so we're just checking. However, it's complete and total intimidation. What if you do you use Facebook, anybody? What if you wrote a post where you said you, you didn't think Joe Biden was doing a great job and suddenly the local police showed up at your door to warn you uh, that they were watching your posts? You think about that. This is the Chinese model of intimidation, and it works. And so uh, you just got to hear that. So now um, I wanted you to hear another set of protesters. You know, they're protesting all over Canada, and so these are from different locations this is hard to understand, too, but, um, oh, shoot, I'm out of time. But as, uh, as they are protesting, they begin to si they recite the Lord's Prayer. Jordan Peterson actually was the one who tweeted this. It was just beautiful. Nevertheless, Trudeau is cracking down. He is uh, not about to be moved about this uh, because, of course, you know, he is so aligned with the Chinese and also with the Cuban Fidel Castro, who he praises. He is really a communist at heart. His parents... Uh, we're hardline leftist communists who loved, uh, by the way, Fidel Castro, which is a whole other story for yet another day. And so we uh, we pray and also we act. Uh, there is going to be a, a, mar um, a trucker convoy from California starting on March the 6th. I'll tell you more about that as we go along. But today you have a lot to do, a line act and also the, uh, the action today on February the 14th. So we'll put that on our getter page. Thank you, Sandy. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.